New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. My wonderful co-host Andrea is away today. Before we bring on our fantastic guest, I wanted to thank our sponsor, Bigelow Tea. Now, Bigelow Tea has been a family-owned business for a very long time. They have absolutely fantastic tea. They know the ins and outs and everything you need to know, and they really put everything, including love, into their products. So check them out at BigelowTea.com. As a matter of fact, with summer right around the corner, iced Bigelow Tea is amazing. So be sure to check them out. Okay, so I'm super excited about today's show. I'm always excited about the show, uh, but I really like looking at things that are going to help the busy woman out there. So we've got the wonderful Adita Lang, her book, Superpowers, A Busy Woman's Guide to Health and Happiness, Nutrition, Exercise, Sleep, Happiness. She is singing my song. Hi, Adita. (laughs) Hi there. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's so nice to have you on. You know, I really enjoyed reading in the foreword. Uh, this, they were taught, this woman was saying how amazing you are and that she, you know, saw you get into the, the health and fitness world and really just, you know, take it by storm. So I just thought that was great. That was Linda Shelton, international fitness expert and fitness innovator, a former fitness director of Shape Magazine and more. So let's talk a little bit about your introduction into the fitness world. I mean, I remember the eighties with the aerobics and the, the um, leotards and the leg warmers and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I started when, when actually we didn't even have, you know, sneakers for aerobics. So I was barefoot on concrete teaching classes. Oh my goodness. How are your knees? So it was, <laughs> Can't help my that. knees are fine. Actually, I'm, I am very good. solid. Thank God. Um, considering oh, everything good. that I have done to myself, but no, I, you know, it was the very, very beginning of group exercise. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I tried to teach group exercise in the nineties and I'm 5'10. I'm all arms and legs. And I tell you, it's just like I would be reaching up and their arms would already be back down or vice versa. It just wasn't, I just did not have the coordination <laughs> nor the body, <laughs> nor the body type for it. So I ended up getting super into swimming. Um, but for people who had the coordination, it was, it was really something. I mean, it's, it was a super fun thing to do and it was great. Although thank goodness you finally got the shoes, right? I mean, that's important. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the shoes, the safety cues, the anatomy, the biomechanics, right. all the science that went behind it, everything started to come into play and then made life so much easier. Yeah, it really does. So let's talk about this because I mentioned you've got these four pillars. Well, I didn't call them that, but I have to say they're mine too. Nutrition, exercise, sleep, happiness. So let's start with nutrition because there's so many conflicting things out there. It's better to be vegan. It's better to be paleo. Maybe you should be keto. I call myself a whole fooditarian, and if it's a whole food, I'm going to eat it. So that's kind of what I stick with. But talk to us about <laughs> about your philosophy. Well, I try to keep. Listen, there are there there is there's so much information out there. It makes it incredibly you know confusing. But the bottom line right. at the end of the day, food is fuel. It's like right. gasoline to a car, and that's really all mm-hmm. it is. And so where I see people get a little bit you know disheveled when it comes to the food thing. Is there, they were raised that food was socialization, comfort, and the thing you do when you break up with a mate. And I'm like, right. no, 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 no. It is strictly gasoline. It is going to be the thing that energizes you from point A to point B, that gives you mental clarity, that boosts your immune system, that makes you feel great. And if you're not feeling great, well, then something's got to change. And what I've seen is that the majority of the people are pretty much eating too many sugars 
And it's not right. just sugar, like table sugar. It's sugar, flour, dairy, and alcohol. Because you're in, your body mm-hmm. interprets all of those things as a sugar. And so what happens is, is that, you know, even if you took like, I don't know, a multi-grain, you know, cracker that's organic, sprouted, and blessed by the Pope, it's still flour. <laughs> and so your body, if it's right. not going to utilize it for something immediately, it has the right to store it as fat. And sometimes we'll look at the label and go, oh, but it has zero grams of fat. I'm fine. But what the food right. label says and what your body decides to do with it are two completely different things. So, you know, I'm always telling clients like, look, let's just take the sugars, the sugar, flour, dairy, and alcohol and try to have zero to one per meal and snack. So that means if you're going to have, you know, coffee with cream and sugar, you can't have toast, jam, and juice. You have to have eggs and avocado with that so that you're not overdosing on the sugar. Because really, that's where all that center fat comes from the midsection. It all comes from too many sugars. You are so right. And that's the thing I think people don't get. And thank goodness fat isn't demonized, taking us back to the 80s once again (laughs) with the aerobics where everything was low fat, no fat. That was a disaster. I I just want to teach people... You know, I I actually, I did a workshop at NC State this past weekend. And one of the ladies is like, but I like wine. And I I looked at her and I said, I'm not telling you to take away wine. But what I'm doing is if if you're going to go to dinner and you want to enjoy a glass of wine, great. Enjoy your wine. But don't have it with pasta and cream sauce and bread. Then choose a good quality protein and some vegetables as your main meal so that you can actually enjoy the wine and make make that be your one sugar that you're going to have. Yes, and that is so smart. Yes, it really is about making choices. And that's what makes such a big difference, I think, because one of the things that I say is people, they think, oh, I don't eat that many carbs in terms of not like getting carbs from fruits and vegetables and beans and stuff. But mm-hmm. then they're like, okay, well, I had a bagel for breakfast that I had a sandwich at lunch that I pasta at dinner. It's like, boom, 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 carbs, 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 refined carbs, you know, at all three meals. Well, and and, and we, we definitely is- need to get away from that. Yeah, and when we tend to do it completely unconsciously, because basically right. those carbs, the sugar, flour, dairy, and alcohol, and caffeine, they all give us a false sense of a high of energy. And so when we fall off that high, we crave the next high, and we do it totally unconsciously. My my client the other day had said to me that he had coffee, cream, sugar, the toast, the jam, and the juice. And then of course when we got mm-hmm. to, when he got to the office. They offered him a bagel and cream cheese. And I said, well, what did you do? And he's like, you know what? I, I really wasn't hungry, but I kind of wanted it. And I said, of course you wanted it because you were, you were basically drugged up on the caffeine and the sugar and you were falling <laughs> off yep. that high and you needed another pick me up. And he looked at me like mortified, but I'm like, that's the truth. I'm just trying to tell you the truth. So you can kind of start to understand. I go, if you would have had eggs and avocado, you would have felt satiated. And then when they brought you the bagel, you would have said, nah, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not hungry for that bagel. And you would have moved on. And so that's how you have to kind of start to, you know, design your food plan. Yeah. Well, talk to us a little bit about, you mentioned, I love the avocado. I love the eggs. What are some good ideas for lunches and dinners that you think people really should be eating more of? You know, it's, it's focusing on, and I'm not, there's some rules of some that say, oh, you can't mix fruit with animal proteins and all this kind of stuff. At the end of the day, I just want people to eat. I just want people to eat fruits and vegetables. And as long as you don't feel gassy and bloated from it, then you should be able to eat that. So my son is notorious for having chicken with cantaloupe, and I've got no problems with that because at least I know he's having some fresh fruit or vegetable with a meal. And so so that's right. my whole thing is try to basically combine good quality protein with carbohydrates from fruits and vegetables. That's your ideal situation. And then if you want to throw in there, quinoa is a really good protein alternative as well. And, you know, your beans and rice you could do as well. 
but but making sure that you always got a good quality protein and some fruits and veg- fruits or vegetables. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's it's interesting with uh, the fruit and the meat because I never really understood that. So for years, I I thought, well, I'm just gonna I feel fine, you know. And I want to, yeah. you know, if I feel like having raspberries after dinner, if I had some meat, I want to flip and have some raspberries. But then that's when it gets too complicated. When people, oh, don't do this, and then if you mix this with that, it's like, oh my goodness, just eat some whole foods, right? And eat your healthy fat and, well, and get and- your carbs from fruits and vegetables. <laughs> Well, and, and that's the bottom line is, is, listen, I would much prefer to see you eat raspberries after a steak than a piece of pie. Yes. You know, when right. you really look at it. So it's like, no, we need all, we get our, the best nutrition we get comes from fruits and vegetables. So let's put those in wherever we can. Yeah. Well, talk to us about some of your recipes. What are some of your favorites? Um, some of my recipes. I try to, again, you know, my, my whole, you know, I'm a, I'm a mom of two. And so I just mm-hmm. got to the point where, you know, life got really crazy and I call it the hamster wheel of life. And so I need to keep things simple. But at the same time, too, right. the majority of people out there think like, oh, healthy food, that doesn't taste very good. Well, I love food. And I was fortunate that I traveled all over the world as a child and got to eat in all sorts of cool places. So I like flavors. So one of the, you know, the things that I do with my recipes is that they're incredibly simple to make, but yet they are flavorful. So I have all sorts. Mm, I have a mango nice. salad that's really yummy with mangoes and avocados mm. and some garbanzo beans in there, and I've got some um, some hummus. But I make hummus with hemp seeds so that it actually adds in some more essential fatty acids and some more vitamins and minerals to it. Um, I do what's called a hummus pizza, which is basically in between Ezekiel wraps, not necessarily using mm, cheese, but nice. I'll put in sun dried tomatoes and some garlic and just really make it flavorful. Um, I've got a chia pudding that I love that's made with um, with raw cacao, which is really the root mm. of chocolate, um, and chia right. seeds and coconut milk. And I tend to blend it up on the Vitamix. So it becomes even smoother and creamier, just like a real pudding. And, you know, that oh, kind nice. of stuff for me is wonderful. Like people will see my kids and my daughter will take a giant bowl of that and start eating it. And people will go like, oh, my God, I can't believe you let your daughter eat, you know, pudding like that. And I'm thinking to myself, going, no, 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 you have no idea because this is actually kind of a complete meal right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's not your regular box, you know, pudding. It's it's like oh, there's no. a lot of protein, vitamins and minerals in that thing right there. Oh, there sure is. There sure is. Well, let's move on to the workouts because again, exercise is the second after uh nutrition, exercise, sleep and happiness. So let's talk about that. What what oh. do you recommend for people oh. in terms of how much cardio, oh. strength training, you know, mix? What do you think? Okay, so again, trying to keep this as simple as possible. One of the things right. that came out not that long ago was the American College of Sports Medicine said, listen, you need between 150 and 300 minutes of activity. 150 for the novice, 300 for the more advanced exerciser, and they defined activity as anything that increased your heart rate and made you sweat. And for me, actually, right. it was golden because they also said it didn't have to be consecutive. Because back in the day, I used to tell people, listen, you got to go to the gym three to four times a week and you need to work out for 60 minutes. And then when they came back to me and they said, ah, you know, I got like 40 some odd minutes, I'd be like, wait a minute, you didn't get all 60 minutes, you need 60 minutes. And unfortunately, because of people like me, they stopped working out because they're like, I don't have 60 minutes, so I'm just not going to go. So now I'm telling clients, no, 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 we're doing this totally different. Just brush your teeth and do some squats and lunges for me. And then later on, maybe during lunch, take a little walk around the park. And then at the end of the afternoon, you're going to get your gardening done and maybe some house cleaning. And, you know, there you got a bunch of minutes in there and start adding up those minutes as well as, you know, scheduled activity in a gym kind of thing. So it makes it See, a little bit great. different. Um, you know, it really yeah, does. You, and much be easier. Able, it, 
yeah, you've got to be able to move. And the thing is, is look, we turn the metabolism to me is really pretty fascinating because you basically turn on the metabolism like a light switch and only two things really stir it on good. And that is going to be food and exercise. So if you, if you graze throughout the day and have snacks throughout the day, you increase your metabolism. And then if you have small bouts of activity during the day, you increase your metabolism. So then you become a calorie burning machine during your day. So I have one client of mine that the minute I met, I met with her, she's an executive at a, at a university. She looked at me and she goes, I got to tell you, I have no time to exercise. So how are you going to make me skinny? <laughs> and I just looked at her and I said, okay, we're going to, we're going to do a couple of things here. And basically I have her. She has to walk her dog every night for 15 minutes. I have her walking all the way around the parking lot to get to her car. Um, I have her doing squats and lunges in the morning when she brushes her teeth. So I have these little things that she has to do. And now all of a sudden, she's got a full-on exercise program without it disrupting wow. her day. See, that's such a great way and to do so, it. You know, yeah. You know, then the other thing to kind of keep in mind is that muscle burns more calories. So the more muscle we have on our body, the more efficient our body is. So those squats, the lunges, the push-ups, the things that actually get us to have muscle is going to help us burn more calories doing ordinary things. The other day I walked into my building and I was carrying all of my groceries and I had all the, the straps wrapped around each arm and I was like, you know, hustling my, my groceries in. And this sweet gentleman came up to me and said, hey, can I help you with those bags? And I looked at him and I said, no. I go, you don't understand. This is part of my workout. <laughs> so, you know, it's carrying that heavy stuff. And I'm encouraging women, please carry heavy stuff, but you got to do it right. Pull your abs in and stand up tall, but right. carry it because it's, it's a great workout. Yeah, it really is. All right, let's move on to sleep. Now, people are going to roll their eyes and go, oh my goodness, here goes Lisa again. But I tell people, sleep is my religion. I'm in bed every night between 8.30 and 9, no matter what. So people ask me to dinner at 8, I'm not going. If you ask me to dinner at 6, I'll go, but it's not too long. You know, I'll, I'll, you know, there's once in a while, okay? Yep. But I really like my sleep. And my daughter, since she's 14 now, but she's always been an early riser. So if I'm going to be getting up by here at 530, I want to have gotten my eight or now eight to nine hours of sleep. I like it. I think it's really important. So what do you recommend to people who are saying, well, I'm too busy to go to sleep. I have so much to do. Well, one of the things that we all have to realize is that sleep is huge because really between the, you know, research wise between 10 and 2 a.m., we are physically recovering. And between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m., we are mentally recovering. And so we need that recuperation period for our body. Um, I have clients many times that come to me that are overweight. They've had a hard time losing weight. They've gone on God knows how many diets. And when it boils down to it, it's because they're not sleeping correctly as to why they're not losing the weight. So sleep right. is huge. Um, the key to sleep is, is that when you wake up in the morning, you should feel like, yeah, you know what? I'm ready to get out of bed. Not like you need a pitchfork and someone to pull you out of bed and you want to hit the snooze button 12 times. Because un <laughs> unfortunately, hitting the snooze button a bunch of times, what that does is it actually inhibits your mental clarity for up to four hours. So you might think wow. you're, you know, if, if I, the last workshop I did, there was a lady, she's like, I've always hit the snooze button ever since I can remember. And I said, well, then you don't know what it's like to be totally mentally clear in the morning. I'm like, you're assuming that you're good, but what if you could be better? And she just kind yeah, of looked at me and I said, point. yeah, I, I mean, and it's a weird concept because I'm not giving you something tangible that you hold in your hand, but what if I could tell you that you'd actually be better? So her and I made a bet and she, she did it for 21 days. And then afterwards she came up to me and she goes, I cannot tell you. She goes, it's like, I'm like a whole new person. She goes, my creativity has increased. Everything has increased. And I'm like, I told you so. So when it comes <laughs> to sleep, ideally you want your room to be pitch dark. So every tiny little LED light needs to be covered up. I either use black electrical tape 
or I cut out little circles with a hole puncher with cardboard and I tape them over those little LED lights because they will actually interfere with your sleep. Then you want the room to be slightly colder than usual. And you really want to get those, they're, they're called sleep cycles, they're about 75 minutes. And it's kind of interesting, the Fitbit watches and all these little Fit watches that are out there now, they can actually show you your sleep cycles. And your goal oh, wow. is to get about six of these big sleep cycles in. And they should be pretty oh, thick. You know, but what happens is, yeah. is we're asleep and, and we're starting to fall into a sleep cycle. And then we turn and one of those little tiny LED lights beams us in the eye. And we actually start to come out of the sleep cycle. So now we have disrupted sleep. And then we go back and we try to go back into that deep sleep again. So we're disrupting our sleep cycle when ideally we would have these solid, you know, 75-minute sleep cycles. And that makes for such a happier camper in the morning. So that was my recommendation when it comes to sleep. You got to get it. Yeah, you definitely do. Uh, in the book, you, you, talk, you talk about happiness. But before we get to that, I want to I touch on the Zen. Talk to us a little bit about meditation and relaxation and things along those lines. Well, and, and that really, you know, I, I kind of keep it packaged in with the sleep because it is all part right. of recovery. And we need to sure. be able to recover from the stresses of our day. And the, and the day, the world has become so much faster. You know, it used to be that you call somebody and the number was busy and you just left it alone and you figured out, oh, I'll try calling them again later. Now you call somebody, they didn't answer. So you text them, you email them. And you do everything you can because you want to speak to them at that moment. And then being anxiety within you kind of builds up as well. So we are now living a life where we get kind of anxious so much quicker than we used to. So we need to find ways of diffusing. One thing that I do with clients all the time, I call it relaxation rituals. And you take a notebook and on every page of the notebook, you write one thing that you truly, truly enjoy doing. So mine has, you know, read a book, um, have a cup of tea do some beating. And so when I feel overwhelmed, stressed out, or I've had a long day, or maybe I'm like in the midst of a project and I can't get it done and I'm getting frustrated, I open that book and whatever time I have allotted, if it's five minutes, if it's 20 minutes, whatever it is, I do whatever page I fell on. And, and you know, for me, it was kind of interesting because I'm the type of person who if I read a book, I want to read like through the chapter. Like I don't read, two, I don't like reading two pages, but now I literally will just read like, you know, a page and a half whatever time I have available, because what that does is it creates a mental reset. So if you were like in the midst of trying to finish a project and you're, and you're frustrated from it, but yet now you take your attention to read a page of a book. And so it takes you somewhere else in your mind. Then you come back to the project. You actually come back with clearer eyes. And so now things look different and you can actually look at it different and you can go, okay, this doesn't feel as stressful anymore. Um, or if you're dealing with somebody at work and you're kind of frustrated with them and all of a sudden you give yourself this kind of mental reset, you come back and you're like, okay, wait, that's different. Hold on. I can look at that differently. Because, you know, one of the things most people, when I have these, these lectures that I talk about this stuff, they don't really recognize yeah. that if you're mad, it's not because someone gave you that madness. It's not like I have it in my pocket and I threw it at you. It's your interpretation <laughs> of a situation and you create it yourself. And so we've got to take that kind of responsibility because then things won't look the same. So, you know, it's, it's, it's like if somebody cuts you off in traffic, you know, one person goes, oh, that, that, you know, bad person, you know, right. they cut me off in traffic, mm -hmm. they made me mad, they made me late and all this kind of stuff. The other person looks at them and go, man, I hope that everything is okay in their life. Maybe something's wrong in their world, you know? And so you look at it totally different, which will then create a different reaction within you. And so when it comes to the meditation 
Meditation, I'm trying to teach people because I'm, again, keeping things very simple, is that meditation is taking your mind and really focusing on only one thing. Because when you focus on one thing, you can actually reset your mind and you stop all that mental chatter that's going on. So I teach people how to use coloring books and connect the dots, or we do a basic meditation or a guided meditation, um, just something so that you can really just focus your mind on one thing, and then you come back to the situation and you can see it with clearer eyes. Wow, that's incredible. I'm going to ask you at the end if you work with people over Skype or if it has to be in person. But before we get to that, let's talk about happiness. What does that mean to you? And, and how do you talk to the, talk to your clients about that and then, you know, helping them find what makes them happy? Well, there's a, there's a couple of things. One is I go back to my, I love statistics. So the latest statistic mm-hmm. that I found was that the average child will laugh 400 times a day and the average adult will laugh 15. Mm. And the last large group that I, that I spoke to, I, I threw out the question. It was a bunch of attorneys too. And I said, okay, when was the last time that you guys remember laughing so hard that you couldn't stop laughing and you started to cry? And everybody just looked at me like, what? What, what is she talking about? <laughs> and I said, no, really think about that. Just think about that. And one guy ended up saying, well, I remember doing that when I was a kid, but you know, we don't do that now. And I, I just looked at her like, but why? Because when you actually, right. when you do that, you give yourself the biggest endorphin rush you could ever ask for. And endorphins boost up your immune system. They make you feel good. They give you more mental clarity. There's all sorts of great things about it, about, you know, the endorphins kicking in. So I'm like, so you are actually doing something great for yourself. So, you know, I encourage people to do one thing for themselves every day. One thing. Um, my big thing, I love tea. So, and, and I'm, I was happy that, that you said that Bigelow Tea was, was the sponsor of the oh. show. So I oh, will go and have tea with somebody. Yeah. Um, but I'm a big tea drinker and that's my, my Zen is to go and have a cup of tea with somebody. So, you know, that's what I put into my day, but I try to work with clients and say, okay, what is it that you love doing? And where are we going to fit that into your day? You have to do something for yourself every day. And the thing is, is that old adage of when you're on an airplane and if something's happening, you got to put the oxygen mask on first. So the same thing right. goes with your health and well-being is we have to take care of ourselves first. And it sounds selfish, I know, but if we are taking care of ourselves first, if we're healthy, happy, vibrant, then it's so much easier to inspire and motivate those around us. So it's all part of the package. And so we've you got to so find that thing right. that makes us feel good. You you really are incredible. I, I'd love to have you back. I mean, the time just goes by so fast. Uh, Adita, tell us all the ways we can find you and your wonderful book. Oh, thank you. So my book can be found at superpowerblueprint.com. And I am all over social media at Adita Lang, A-D-I-T-A-L-A-N-G. And also my website is Adita Lang, A-D-I-T-A-L-A-N-G.com. And you can email me there. You can send me a message. And yes, I do take clients via Skype. Um, we also do FaceTime if we need to, whatever we need to do. But I love working with people and I love really trying to encourage them to be their, you know, their best self. Well, you are really, really awesome. I'm so thrilled to have had you on the show. Andrea is going to be bummed she missed this. That's why we have to have you back so she can join in on the conversation. Right. If you want to reach us, you can go to Twitter at Andrea Donsky, at Naturally Savvy, at Health Media Gal One, at Your Radio MD. And remember, Bigelow T, www.bigelowtea.com. This time of year is perfect for their iced tea, which basically is just their tea, and then you put it on ice. So be sure to check it out. I want to thank everyone for listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. Stay well.